Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking with Maria Aliba of SMS Media. Maria is on a mission to change the way event wedding professionals approach and use social media. She wants to teach us how to use social media in a way that's fun, sustainable, and provides results. So I am super stoked to have you on today, Maria. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I say that after we've literally been talking for like 20 minutes. So. <laughs> So uh, let's let's kind of start at the beginning. How how did you get started on this on this journey into uh, social media expertise? So it's a long story. I always say that my story comes full circle from when I was very young. Um, about ten years ago, when I was fifteen, um, I actually fell in love with photography. It was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a wedding photographer. I actually photographed a wedding. <laughs> Um, it was a friend's wedding. I didn't edit the pictures or anything, but I was part of it. Um, and, you know, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. So everybody there was like, you know, you're not going to make enough money. Are you sure you want to do that? Blah, blah, blah. So naturally, I was like, well, maybe I'll do something else. And with that, everybody was like, well, it seems like you like photography. You like, you know, I was very interested in like movies and what happened behind the scenes with movies. So they were like, why don't you study communications and figure it out from there? So I went to a communication specialized school, um, university in Puerto Rico, and I actually started in film studies in cinematography. And after the first semester, I was like, this is not for me. Aww. I went to my counselor and I felt so out of place. I was like, I don't know these movies from the 20s. All these people are geeking out. Like, this oh, is not yeah. For me, I, would, I, like, I wouldn't be able to answer any of those either. And so. I know, like, everybody was, like, so excited. Oh, I remember this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I have never seen this. I never even knew this existed. So I kind of, that was, you know, you could still learn from it, but I wasn't really interested in learning anything about it. So I went to my counselor and shifted, um, took a few different classes of communications, and one of them was advertising. So essentially, long story short, I loved advertising, was doing, like, 98s. Um, like A's on all the tests and like the worst class with the worst professor. So I was like, okay, this is where I want to be. Um, so fast forward now, I worked in different places from the Library of Congress to, you know, a UPS store and everywhere that I went, I always wanted to do the marketing there. I wanted to do their social media, even though I had zero experience. Um, then I went and worked at a digital digital, digital advertising agency, sorry. And um, I did paid ads for them for two years. And I wanted to do their social media too. So I was like my passion project in the business. And I just didn't have any background in it. So I really sucked at it. I wasn't good. But they were like, do it like we'll help you blah 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 so then COVID happened which was a bit big turning point for me but other people as well and the culture of the company that I worked in was no longer because we were working from home mm -hmm. so I was like okay what I really loved about this company was the culture but I can't see my peers anymore um so what should I do so I started reaching out looking online to see what I can do and I found out that I could be a social media manager and have my own business so I started it as a side hustle fell in love with it took courses you know learned I'm a big I have to do things to learn um, so I did the things that I'm teaching now and I've proven that they they work and now I just have a passion for teaching other people especially you know 
wedding vendors how to you know create it in a way that it's fun for them because i i think marketing should be the fun part of your or one of the fun parts of your business it shouldn't be a stressor all right i uh i was gonna ask you what motivated you into the uh social media sphere but you definitely <laughs> but answered you know. that. Yeah, no, 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 that's perfect. I, I do. There is one thing that I would like to kind of address. And I can't remember if I seen it on your Instagram or on your website, but you, you said that you have a disdain for coffee and that like, that hurt me on the inside. <laughs> like that, that, like that one cut deep. Uh, Sorry, not sorry. It's my phrase for most things. Um, but I just don't like the taste. And I am actually a disgrace to the Latin culture because most people like coffee. I just don't like it. My grandfather's Cuban. He drinks like the little like espressos, espressos yeah. and all the things. Delicious. And I'm just like, I can't even. The smell makes my stomach hurt. Like it's, I can't. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I so it's just completely random. I uh because there's, you know, stupid cold weather out here right now. When I got <laughs> back in from snow blowing, I uh I made myself another cup of coffee and then while I was talking to Brittany like 10 minutes before we got on, I don't know what I was doing. I just turned to the sink and just dumped it out. <gasps> yeah, what? like I was so mad like when it reality like hit me what I had just done like I'd lost my train of thought and just like dumped it out and was like what am I doing so oh my god sorry uh, it was probably me my yeah, energy no. channeling into you <laughs> no like I'm a well I'm a coffee snob to be honest with you I we get our coffee from a local roaster who does oh like my. small small batch roasting and that kind of stuff and uh yeah, no, like I have to like hand pour my co- – yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's I mean, ridiculous. that's cool. I mean, back home, um, I don't know if you have that sock thing. Have you ever seen that, how you do the sock method to making coffee? My grandma still makes it that way. There's like this sock in a, thing. In a sock? Well, it's not really a sock sock. We call it a sock, but it's like a – I don't know. Like a, imagine a strainer mm-hmm. but with a cloth under it. So you put the coffee bean in it, and then you just pour the boiling water. Yeah, like a Chemex. It, I don't know about coffee, so I don't know. But yeah, true. So if you okay. say that is it, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I do something really similar to where, I, but mine's on an individual thing to where I have a okay. thing that just goes over my coffee cup. Um, I put a filter in, and then it's got a metal filter in it, so kind of like the sock, except for it's, okay. it's just a metal screen, and then I I pour. And so, like, I literally do it on a scale. We're getting way off topic okay. right now, no, but it okay. just, it just, I, I have to I like weigh it. So like ah, I put in gotcha. 60, 60 grams of water and then let it filter 60 grams of water let it, until I get to 360 grams of water. So ah, there was gotcha. a gold nugget cool. for anybody out there who's looking to make <laughs> amazing coffee. Uh, so let's, let's get back on topic. See, this is what I, try, I tried telling you. This is what happens during my podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about leveling up just everybody's Instagram marketing, just in general terms. And we when it's just for us personally, our number one lead generator is vendor referral. Okay. So word of mouth from like a photographer, planner, you know, florist, that kind of stuff. Number two is Instagram. And I haven't looked in the last like month or two, but at the end of last year, when I looked, um, 
Instagram, the average amount spent was higher than the vendor referral. Ah. So for us, um, you know, we're bringing in between like eight to 10 K for a wedding on Instagram when the, the vendor referral was hovering at like, like seven to, you know, eight. So we were actually, while it wasn't the lead generator for us, it was actually, there was more revenue coming in mm-hmm. on average from Instagram. So Quality I guess, over quantity. <laughs> yeah, no, could you, could you walk us through just your thoughts, just in general terms about Instagram? Yes. Um, so Instagram is a great, you know, marketing tool. I'm sure anyone who's listening may agree with it, where you can market your business. You know, it's a great way to build a community around your brand, which I think is one of the best ways to any type of business, but also for wedding vendors. Very important to do, to do because in order for somebody to invest in you and your videography or your photography services or as a wedding planner or a florist, they need to have a personal connection with you. And that's been proven, you know, for any sort of couple that is um, outsourcing or hiring a wedding vendor team. And what better way to do that than on Instagram where you can actually show your face, talk about what you're all about, show a little bit behind the scenes, and just kind of like showcase your work. That's the best way to nurture. Even though referrals are good, like for you, for like, like the example you gave me, it's, it is a good generator of like lead generator, but it's not bringing as much money as Instagram. And I, if I were to bet, it's probably because the people that you're nurturing on Instagram are more qualified than the people that your referral partners are, you know, sending to you um, and they already know you. So they're willing to spend a little bit more money on you than maybe a referral would because it's just word of mouth rather than they're seeing the work themselves. Yeah, I um, I had a really good follow up and I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I cannot believe Sorry. that that just happened. Um, yeah, like I, I've had discussions with people just in general terms where they've said things like, you know, why aren't couples booking me? just, you know, question mark. And I'll ask him things like, well, what's, what's your, you know, what's your website and what's your Instagram? And I'm still shocked when I go to somebody's Instagram page and there's no posts. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, then, and then, and then, you know, I, I, I'll tell them, I'll be like, well, I think, I think I have a good idea on why you're not getting work. I mean, a people can't find you and B when they do, they can't see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like they can't see what you've been up to. So yeah, I, I think that, and I know for, again, this is, this is all anecdotal, but for us personally, Instagram has way more return on investment than Facebook. Like the leads that we get from Facebook typically aren't qualified. Like, and that's, mm-hmm. that's right, wrong. Like, I'm not trying to say anything about people who use Facebook. Like the police don't read into that. It's just <laughs> for us and the, uh, the budget that we're looking for, you don't, we haven't found that like you, you kind of, you plateau on Facebook. Yeah. Same thing with like, I agree. The, yeah, I was going to say the same thing with like the knot and wedding wire. Like I listen to a lot of people hate on the knot and the wedding wire. And I know for us in new England, 
just where we're at, you know, between Boston and Cape Cod. Uh, we had a lot of good success on the knot. It was expensive. I want to say it was like, like three fifty a month. Like there was, it was, it was pricey. Uh, however, when we were first starting out, like 80% of our leads came from the knot and mind you, you know, once what we found, and again, this is all anecdotal, but once you broke that like $3,000, you know, threshold, the knot and the wedding wire stuff, like just, it started to drop off pretty quick. Um, but that's not to discredit, you know, if people are just starting out, like I, you know, I'm just saying just in general terms, like we, once, once you start to break into different tiers of the market, I notice Instagram really starts to stick out. Like Instagram yeah. like starts to stick out. So. Instagram is the place to be. And I think I started when I started um, management for wedding vendors, a lot of them will sign on for Instagram and Facebook. But as my business has grown and progressed and I'm, you know, um, onboarding more, you know, clients that have been in the industry longer, five plus years, their focus is Instagram because Facebook is just it's dying. The audience on Facebook, Facebook <laughs> is kind of dying. Um, there is still ways to use it, but I think ideal couples for most wedding vendors, you know, couples are usually younger. This younger audience is not using Facebook. Not at all. No, in fact, no. there's there's been some data that came out maybe like in the last two weeks when I don't know if you paid attention to Facebook stock, but they had mm-hmm. the largest single daily drop in the history of the stock market. So they, they lost like 26% in one day, which mind wow. you, they're still worth billions of dollars, but that's mm-hmm. still, that's a big. And the reason being is for the first time ever, they showed a drop in users. And if you look at the younger, you know, if you go back 10 years, 12 years ago, 90% of the people that were on Facebook were younger, younger. like 24 and and under that Mm -hmm. data set now is 12%. Mm -hmm. So they've, they've had a TikTok, Instagram, you know, you can't be so vitriolic on Instagram. You can't have, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not the same as Facebook. It's not. No. And people use Facebook more as to like connect with their family members, their loved ones, people that they used to hang out with when they were younger. Like people don't use Facebook anymore to promote. Yes. You can use Facebook groups. Like that's a great way to kind of still promote yourself and be out there but it's not the main lead generator and will never be for wedding vendors um where it's at is instagram but into the point that you were making earlier like it's not only posting pretty pictures and using it as like your portfolio you know you have to put in some work and actually show your face <laughs> yeah and i well, i want to talk to you about instagram strategies here in the next part uh um, okay and I'll give you I'll give you our theory on how we use it, and then I'm curious to see where where you say that's at. I'm just <laughs> waiting for you to be like, no, that's a horrible idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll but, be uh, honest. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Oh no, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were about to say something right now. I was like, oh god, no, it's no. started already. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying, if once you tell me, I will be honest with you about what I think. So, could you? just in general terms, explain to folks the difference between a business 
and a personal profile, because that's the other thing that I notice a lot is that people have their personal Instagram profile is their quote unquote Instagram portfolio that they send people. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I have to say about that is don't mix personal, like fully personal, like don't create. So if you have a personal account right now on Instagram, do not convert that into a business account. Start a new one because you don't want to bring those personal folks that are in your personal profile to your business is going to impact your insights and analytics on Instagram. Because these people are not going to buy from you. They're not going to like your things. You know, they're going to start getting fed up with your business posts. And, you know, your relationships are going to start to pour down. Um, But to your question, the biggest difference between personal um, profile and a business profile is a business profile allows you insights. So the view of insights of who are the people that are following you? You know, when are they most active on the app? Um, How many likes did you get? How many, you know, people clicked in the link in your bio or how many people, you know, did you reach? Like you don't get that on a personal account. So it's very important, as you know, most of y'all probably know, for business owners to track your analytics and understand, you know, what's working and what's not working. So very important thing for a business profile. Um, but also you can, you know, with that, you can treat your strategy and move it around, but you also have the ability to boost posts. So on a personal account, why would you want to boost a post? You're not a business. Um, When you have a business account, you can do that. Um, You get access to, I forgot something else. Oh, the contact button. So you get, people can either click Mm -hmm. the book now or buy now. So you get access to, if you have, for example, I have a client who creates custom engagement rings and wedding rings for clients and couples. Um, She has a shop where people can shop through her, either her collection or schedule a call with her. Like you don't get access to any of those things on a personal account. Your personal account is created essentially for personal use, for you to show pictures of yourself, connect with your loved ones, kind of like what Facebook is, (laughs) but for Instagram. And the business account is very important and very, 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 very different in how it works and it's structured. And even the features that you get at some point when the link in bio, um, the swipe up link was only for people with 10,000 followers or more. Yep. You could only get that on a business profile. You could use that, that all the time personal. now. I use it Me all too. the time now. All, all the, the time. time. I'm like, click the link. Actually, that's a great feature to use that if you're not using, if you're listening and not using, start using it because... People have short attention spans. Couples have their jobs. If they have a business, you know, they have a business. Once you tell them to go to the link in my bio to blah, 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 once they go do that, they may forget. You know, when you walk into a room and you forget why you went into that room for, the same thing happens and they'll not, they're not going to click. Whether if you have the link, they'll just click directly, schedule whatever, schedule a consultation, book you, pay whatever you need them to do, and that's it. Yeah, I... um. It, it's almost like when you have like a really good thought and then you completely forget it while you're trying to record a podcast. It's like that. But uh, uh, so in episode 31 of our podcast, I talked about how we use Instagram. So this is how we do it. We, I only post once a week. 
So for okay. me, using the insights tool, I know that my uh, users are most active at 1600. That's four o'clock for you non-military types at uh, 1600 on Mondays. Don't know why, okay. but that's I, that the data is telling me that. Mm-hmm. So I post every Monday at 1600 like clockwork. Okay. Like that's the, I'll do the post in advance. I'll use Facebook creator to schedule it. Yes. And then I'll just sit it there and I'll, I'll, I'll just schedule the post out. Um, uh, because I personally, this is where I'm curious to see where, what you're going to say. I personally don't <laughs> think that you should use Instagram as a portfolio. I, I view Instagram as like a marketing portal. And what's important to me is staying up in the relevant hashtags. So mm-hmm. like if somebody looks up, you know, Martha's Vineyard Weddings, I want my posts to be consistently through that list. And mm-hmm. what we found, and this is also is, is just posting once a week tends to get you there. Um, now that's also just us. So I don't want you to think that like the reason, whole reason why I'm talking to you is because, you know, I'm not <laughs> an expert. So we, uh, um, uh, but then we're also trying to get into reels because, which I'm, I'm sure, you know, well, when, when you, for everybody that's listening, if you don't know anything about a reel yet, the, um, <laughs> whatever hashtag you are using. So let's say it's hashtag, I don't know, Boston weddings. Um, mm-hmm. if you post a reel with that hashtag, it takes the number one and number four spot. So it makes, it takes like the two spots that are top and bottom under the top tab until you are usurped by someone who uses that tag after you. So if nobody posts a reel for Boston wedding videographer for three weeks, my post will sit up there in those spots for that three weeks, which is unbelievably good. Just in general, like you, it doesn't like it's beating out posts of like 10 million views Mm -hmm. just because they're trying to promote their reels. Now, mind you, I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, (laughs) probably for a while. Yeah. Well, we, we try to do a reel uh, and all we're doing is just taking a video that we already have, converting it into that long screen format instead of the widescreen 16 by nine format and then just posting it as a real. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of how we look at it. So I guess, are, am I close <laughs> or uh, are you going to be like, no, you're, you're dumb. <laughs> so no, you're not dumb. And I think the answer is not as simple as some may think. I am a big advocate for find the strategy that works for you and stick to that. Be consistent with it. Like you are, you post this day at this time, like clockwork. And that is what's going to give you results. You already said you've seen results from it. Have you been doing this for like a year plus? Uh, it's probably been exactly a year. Okay. I want to say we and started in like January, February. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Like usually I would recommend, you know, posting two to three times a week at the most, you know, or like three to four at the most, four being like super top, um, showing, you know, showcasing and using your stories. Um, but if posting once a week gives you freedom of time, you only have to post literally create four posts a month, five at the most on those long months, and it's still creating revenue, then why should you change that? 
There's no reason to do that. Yeah. And um, I, as long as. Oh, no, go ahead, please. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's more about finding a strategy that works for you and your business and sticking to it um, and making sure that it, you know, fills you up and makes you, you know, happy and excited to post. Um, you know, hashtags are a big thing. You know, using the right hashtags can get you like further ahead um, in front of more people. And then something that is, you know, different from my recommendations for other wedding vendors, like planners, photographers, florists, um, jewelry shops or bridal shops is I usually recommend against or I'm an advocate of you don't have to post reels if you don't want to for those type of vendors. However, for videographers, that's where it's at. <laughs> you need to post reels at least once a month um, just because that's what your business is about. It's mm -hmm. videography. So the best way to do that is using your stories, you know, showcasing a little behind the scenes of, you know, something that's coming up with their, you know, um, a video that you're editing for a couple or, um, you know, just showing you yourself on video and your work is important for videographers because that's what you do. Um, so my recommendation on that end is, yes, do reels. You don't have to do them every week. You, I think if you're posting once a week, posting one reel like every two weeks, if you want to try that, give it a try because reels have a lifespan of like three weeks. So if a reel right now that you post maybe has, you know, not as best engagement as you want, two weeks from now, that reel can bump, get like 60,000 views and go viral. Like you never, ever know. Most videos that go viral don't go viral in the moment. I mean, you don't have to go viral for anything, but you know, yeah, something getting that exposure. Yeah, yeah it, it, it lasts longer. So like a lot of people who are posting seven days a week, they're actually, number one, fatiguing their audience because people get tired of I've watching your you. face, yeah. seeing all the things for you. Like they're not going to get excited to see you. Um, but also you're not letting the algorithm do its work. Because you're posting back to back to back. And then if you post reels, you're not even letting that one reel that, if, for example, you posted yesterday on a Monday. If you're listening to this on another day, yesterday was a Monday. Um, but yesterday was Monday. You posted a reel yesterday and you post something else today. You're not letting that reel run its course and get to as many people as it can. Yeah, it's almost like you're fighting with yourself if you start to post that often. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Marco Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. One thing that works just I, my hypothesis is the wedding videographer market is not as saturated as other markets. So posting mm -hmm. once a week probably works for us because there's not 
you know, a ton of wedding videographers. Mm -hmm. But I definitely agree with you that that would probably change if I was a photographer. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's a lot more photographers than there are wedding videographers, and it seems like a lot of them like there's a lot more. I, I don't. So I I'm a big proponent, and we're not competing against each other. So when I say competition, I just mean like competing for those like top few spots mm-hmm. under a hashtag. Because um, out here in New England, there's like thirty thousand or thirty five thousand weddings every summer. So there's there's literally not enough of us. So there's no reason mm-hmm. to be competitive with other people because you have plenty, there's plenty of work to go around out here. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things like with the, your point of making it a portfolio for a wedding photographer, it might be, and, and it's okay that it mm-hmm. is, but I always say be strategic in what you're posting. So I see a lot of photographers, if you're listening to this and you're a photographer or a videographer um, or other sort of wedding vendor like posting and being intentional with it, like not just posting a pretty picture and being like, so-and-so's wedding was beautiful. They were this amazing couple or like a caption, like a quote, like that is not nurturing your audience. Like you are not doing anything with that. Like actually having a strategy behind. And I always say like educating, informing, um, promoting, making sure you're promoting yourself and your services and entertaining your audience. Like, if you do at least one of those or a few of those a week and posting a caption that is not either just about you or just about like whatever, the same thing over and over. Do you know how many posts I see every day? Like so-and-so's wedding was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yawn. Like tell Everybody's me something I don't amazing. know. Yeah. And all the couples are great and so cute and the best clients ever. Like, I'm like, can you please break the BS and tell me something yeah, about them? It's like, disingenuous at a certain point. I know, like, where do they meet? What was your story with them? What did they want? What was their vision for their videography? And, like, what did you deliver? Like, show behind, like, show reviews. Show other things that are not just blah, 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 trying to, like, filler posts and posting a pretty picture. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I, um... Sorry. No, 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 no. (laughs) I, I, uh... Damn it. <laughs> well, I'm like trying to like mentally memorize what you're talking about while you're talking. Write, write it down. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, so because of the way that my setup is right now, because like I did what me and Maria were joking about earlier was that all of my stuff broke like three minutes before the podcast started. Um, <laughs> I, if I like move, I'm going to just slam into the microphone and I got wired headphones in right now. Like I'm a hot mess. Like if you guys, it looks like I'm living in a, well, I would say living in a van down by the river, but that's like a cool thing now because vans like <laughs> sprinter vans are super expensive. <laughs> so, what, uh, what do you recommend about followers? So we, we broke a thousand followers two months ago. Congrats. Yeah. So we were very excited. We were very, very excited. But what, what do you like how much do followers like play a role? They do. And here's here's the thing. Quality followers is better than quantity of followers. Um, a lot of people focus on getting all the followers and all the people on their page, but fail to realize that if you get a follower that's either a robot account, one of those sugar daddy weirdo accounts, Mm. or even somebody who is not like, let's even say like people in your family, 
those people are not your ideal client. So it's important to remove them so that your insights and your analytics are telling you accurate data of your potential clients and people who actually like your stuff, like, you know, the posts that you're putting out there that are having conversations with you in the DMs. Like, that is the role. Like, followers shouldn't be seen as followers, in my opinion. They should be seen as your community. Because I make sure every single day when I pop into my Instagram, I'm chatting with somebody. I am, you know, I have my close friends list now that I call them my besties. Like, I have even, like, I post the, the song like that's my best friend like every morning mm-hmm. just to make them excited like I treat my followers as if they were like my neighbors and my community around me because these people are people that are referring people to me these are people that know things about my personal life that I have you know decided not everybody has to to show them they're people rooting me on they're people that actually love who Maria is for who I am they're not trying to change me They're there because they like me. And whether they have bought from me or not, they may in the future, they may know people who want to do that. And a lot of these people who I have conversations with all the time, they have either turned into collaboration opportunities. I created a beautiful friendship and multiple friendships through Instagram with people in my local community. Um, Instagram has been and treating my followers as a community has really been what has taken my business to the next level. Because without that community, followers are nothing. You can have 10,000 followers and get 100 likes in a post. That's a very low engagement rate. You do not want that. Because then that means that the people that follow you don't really care about what you're posting. And that's not what you want. So I think, long story short, it's not the quantity of followers that you have. It's you know, that they're quality followers, either people that you want to connect with that could be your potential client in the future, um, or that could be potential collaborators, because that way you can collaborate with other vendors, get invited to style shoots. Like I just got invited to a style shoot from a wedding planner who I met at a Facebook group, actually. (laughs) I was talking about Facebook. We started doing like these coffee chats every week. And now she invited me to her style shoot. So I'll get access to not only her, but her community and all the other vendors that are there. Um, so it's just one of those things where like quality over quantity. Yeah. And two things, because I remembered what I wanted to talk to you about. The uh, when, when we followed you on Instagram, I don't know if, if you do this for everybody. I'm really hoping you do before I say this. But you sent us an audio message. Like introducing yourself and that kind of stuff. Like it was, you know, it wasn't long. You know what I mean? It was just like, mm-hmm. hey guys, you know, I'm Maria. I just wanted to say hello, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that was actually pretty cool. So that was a very. Thank you. Yeah. And I actually do that to every single person that follows me. Um, I go every morning and look at, you know, in the weekends, I don't do that. But during the week, I look back like who followed me. I go through my followers. If there's a follower that's like somebody that I don't really want, I don't know where they came from, I remove them. And then everybody who is maybe an ideal, you know, client or somebody that could benefit from my, like free information on my Instagram, then I reach out like I used to reach out via text. But I found that when I just send like that little audio, like I make sure that I look at their who their name is, even if it's going to their website and actually figuring out what their name is, if it's not on their Instagram um, and just welcoming them and saying like, hi, welcome to my community. Like, I love that you're here and I want to learn more about you and your business. And that's it. And you 
don't have any idea how many people have told me, oh, I found you through a podcast. I just found you and I love your work. I can't wait to work with you. Like people don't like starting those conversations, but when you do that, it makes them feel welcome. Actually, um, for people who don't believe what I'm saying, I just converted a client by just doing that one thing. I sent her a message like I did to you guys like that. I just like said, all right, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And she had thought that she looked at my website and all that and said, I can't afford her. I can't afford working with her, but I need a social media manager. So I sent her a message, that message, not knowing anything. And she scheduled a call with me, hopped on the call, figured out, moved her budget around and hired me because she was like, I want to work with you. And I knew I wanted to work with you since the moment you sent me that message and made me feel welcome and like warm. And I was like, you know, that is what Instagram is all about. It's not just about your portfolio. Yes, you're promoting your services, but it's about community. And without community, you don't have anything. Yeah. The the other thing that I wanted to talk about real quick before I forget was Mm -hmm. we figured out Linktree about maybe a month ago. So it's not like we're like, we were like ahead of the game with this one by any means. And one, I wanted to get your thoughts on Linktree just because two, I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I, like it's, I think that it's, I use it. Yeah, no, I I think that it's just, it's wild because once we had a link on our, we, you know, when it said website in your profile, Mm -hmm. we just had, you know, be about exposure listed as a website. But then when I figured out how to use this Linktree thing, which is free, the, uh, you know, we have a book now button, a contact us button, you know, listen to our podcast button. Like there's all leave us a review and it takes you straight to Google to just leave us a review. (laughs) Like it's like, there's a, so what, why don't you, why don't you talk to us about Linktree? Cause I was very excited once I felt like I just discovered the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) I love Linktree. There's Some information out there that says it's not necessarily the best, like Instagram doesn't love it. I haven't seen anything on my end of it not working. I use it. I just recommend you keep keep your links there, like very straight to the point and not like have like a novel full of links. So like have your, you know, book a, a call with us now. Listen to our podcast. Like a lot of people have like a bunch of different blog post links. Like people get overwhelmed with too much information. Like I used to remember, and it still happens to me, when I walked into Marshalls or TJ Maxx or any of these like very big department stores, I would get overwhelmed. Because I was like, where the hell do I even start? Yeah, they have so, everything like, telling, in there. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, where do I start? Like how do I even look through all these clothes? Like I am overwhelmed and I would walk away stressed out. Something that should be fun is shopping, right? Yeah. For most people. I don't um, know if I should buy shoes or plates. <laughs> I'm like, which of these shirts should I look at? Like, I don't understand. You know, as time goes on, you start learning the how it works. Um, but you don't want people to feel that way when they look at your link tree or the, at the link in your bio. So, like, making sure that you're putting it, like, either in buckets of, like, how to come to work with us or, you know, free things. Like, I have my on mine, I have, like, free stuff and I have, like, my free guides and free ways that they can contact me or work with me. Um, So just making sure that you're being very straight to the point and the call to action is there saying like schedule a consult, like what are they actually doing? 
So schedule a consultation, listen to our podcast, read our blog, um, leave a review, like whatever that may look like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at our portfolio, like being very straight to the point of like what they're getting when they click on that link. The other recommendation is if you don't like Linktree or don't want to figure it out, you can create a link on your website, like a page on your website. That's um, this is more like technical things. So don't get I don't want anybody listening to this to getting like confused or overwhelmed. But you can have like a no follow, no follow, um, no index page on your mm-hmm. website where you can create a links page as well. So it looks kind of like Linktree, but it lives on your website. And that may be like, it's another option. I mean, a lot of people have that. And that way, you know, search engines can find it. They can't give you like any grief for it, um, but it's living on your website too. Yeah. I'm wondering when you said that Instagram doesn't really like uh, Linktree, like how, I mean, I guess, it, you know, Google has the crawler. So that's mm-hmm. how Google gets all your this everybody's website data is the crawler. Yeah. It's the spider that's cruising around. It's called the crawler. <laughs> but um uh but I wonder how like Instagram how they would penalize you. Just in general, I, like, I was just they, thinking, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they actually like penalize you. I think just historically I don't know exactly even like what happened because I just I'm like I don't care. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. That's just how I am. I'm like ah if I see it not working, then I'm going to like move away, but I, everybody does it. The only thing is people may still not even use the link in the bio in long yeah. link tree. So just still use that link, um, on your stories, that, that link feature to like put in the actual links that you want people to go to. But as far as like link tree, it has worked for me. I have never seen it like break down or not work anything like that. Um, so if you want like more information on exactly why they don't like it, I could do like a quick Google search. I mean, it's, it because- probably has to do with taking users from the Instagram platform. It just probably yeah. just revolves around. They just what are trying to keep everybody inside the of platform. the Instagram ecosystem. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, but we have the link in the bio anyway. So like if we're sending them to the website, we're still taking them out. So yeah. Like, you know, the same thing they said about scheduling tools, like they do not affect your performance at all. I had a client ask me the other day, you know, if like a post went out, Maria, and I didn't tag this one person, can I go in and tag it? Or is the performance going to be affected? I'm like, it's not going to affect anything. You're just editing the post. Like nothing is going to change from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know with like YouTube, if you change the title. Like oh, that yeah, erases you're that, like, the SEO. Yeah, that zeroes out like the metadata. Yeah, but like, that's there's, more there's, because it's there's SEO involved in it. Yeah, more more so. Yeah. Um, one question that I really like to ask people is, what's one thing that I didn't ask you that you wish that I would have? Hmm. I don't know. I think. Maybe examples or um, what type of posts you should be posting. Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, So we could talk about that, I guess. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Okay, cool. So 
Um, I mentioned a little bit about this earlier, um, but my biggest recommendation is having a strategy on Instagram. So having a strategy is, you know, like the strategy that you have, figuring out when and how you're going to be posting. Are you going to be using a scheduling tool? What type of hashtags are you going to be using? Um, Creating those groups, but also figuring out, you know, Creating a strategy in the sense of what I call content buckets or content pillars. You know, a lot of you may have heard about this and may get confused. Um, But it's essentially the process of nurturing your audience from just going from a follower to um, a client or a potential collaborator. So I mentioned earlier, you know, inspiring, educating, Um, promoting and entertaining like those are content buckets that I think any business whether you're a wedding planner photographer whether you're a social media manager or a real estate agent like those buckets apply for any business so I'll say them again so inspiring educating entertaining and promoting Um, and I use all of these on a daily basis. So for you, for instance, Philip, you could use it as your weekly pillar. So maybe the first week of the month you entertain, the second week of the month you um, promote, the third week of the month you are inspiring. And what that does is it starts nurturing your audience and it mixes up your content. So what I was saying earlier about posting quotes or posting like captions with no substance, that'll like take that away. So for inspiring posts, you can talk about, you know, what was happening to you this morning and and like you would just know and how you struggle with that and having to record a podcast five minutes later, you know, like talking about the struggles behind your business, but also it could be inspiring content for couples. So a lot of couples, when they're going through their wedding planning process, they get overwhelmed. I mean, I can't even, I haven't gone through it and kind of dreading going through the wedding planning process at some point in my life because I know it can be overwhelming, right? So kind of just inspiring them in some way to keep going. And like inspiring can take any form and shape that you want, but like inspiring them in some way to take action on something. So promotional, like a lot of people don't do this, but it's very, very important to actually promote your services and showcase, you know, what does your packages look like? What does your pricing look like? People need to know and even your availability because if not, they may not even book with you. Um, One of my coaching clients did this one week, created this strategy. She got three inquiries for wedding photography that week only in like three days that she implemented this. So do it. And she hadn't promoted her actual services in her um in her profile so entertaining um could be something funny like a meet the team or just showcasing like behind the scenes of your work like not just like um like a snippet of a video that you've used for a wedding but like what happens behind the scenes when you're editing you know what does your typical day before a wedding look like and the preparation of it or after like People like watching those things because they don't know what we do. For us, it is normal. Like for me, doing social media management, like writing captions, blah, 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 can be boring. But when people watch me do it, they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. I didn't know you did that. Like people don't know. So like doing that. Um, And then I forgot the last one. So I said inspiring, entertaining, promotional, 
Um, I forgot the other one, but you got the gist of it. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. So I, I try. I, I purposely don't take notes when people are talking because I think mm-hmm. it's kind of rude for me not to be paying attention. <laughs> but I do. I've said this a few times. Like I do go back through and listen to my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I can write stuff down. Uh, but uh so I we've we've been going for a minute now. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what I was chatting with you about earlier. <laughs> I told her that I have a problem that I can't shut up. But I I did I want it just in the essence of time. I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, Maria. I'm so glad that our paths crossed and we we had a chance to kind of hop <laughs> on and, and chat with each other. Um, me too. It was awesome. So I am going to link her website in the show notes. Uh, it's SMS Media PR, but that th- there are some other pieces to it. So rather, than <laughs> yeah. so I don't, yeah, I don't want to confuse anybody. So I'll I'll put the hyperlink into the notes. You guys have to go to her Instagram. It's at SMS underscore Media PR. Uh, and then why don't you talk to us about your six week group coaching program? Yes. So I'm launching a group coaching program called Level Up, which is, you know, very in tune with what this podcast um, name is going to be, um, because I'm all about, you know, helping wedding vendors like level up what we talked about earlier about creating a sustainable strategy and figuring out a way to or like all the tips and tricks on how to manage your own account Um, as wedding vendors, you know, I'm not a wedding vendor, but I do serve wedding vendors only so wedding vendors are creative people and a lot of times they either don't want to outsource because they want creative control of their instagram and other social media platforms or um, they just don't have the budget yet so the program was created for those wedding vendors who want to learn how to manage their own social media but having the guidance of me teaching you all the things that i know that i have proven and you know done myself for myself and my clients um and a six-week intensive group coaching program. Um, so it's, it'll be launching on February 21st. So cards open on the 21st and close on the 28th. So if you're interested in checking out more information, I can um, send you the link so that we can add it on the show notes too. Yeah, let's do it because this should go out on February 21st. Ooh, nice. So Monday, so yeah, we, we release our podcast on Mondays. So. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, sign on to the workshop, yeah, I mean, to the co- group coaching program. It's only $6.49. Um, I went crazy because I'm literally giving everything that I've learned, that I've tested, um, just because I like actually teaching. I It really excites me to teach people and like see them thrive and finding like their mindset and just fixing all the things and finding Instagram to be fun again. All right. Well, we will definitely put that uh, in the show notes so people can click on it and get over to everything. So. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So for everybody, just make sure that you uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and we will see everybody next week. All right, out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site 
in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.